So as I've explained a little bit, um, I'm going to basically document most of the day-to-day -day stuff that goes on between now and possibly qualifying for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Um, I don't think it's a long shot to throw out the fact that I'm trying to qualify for Tokyo 2020 Olympics. At the minute, I think I'm ranked first or second in Ireland in four events, ranging from 5K to the marathon. Um, if I, I've already ran the qualifying standard for the World Championships in 2019 in Doha. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, the challenge for me is um, training consistently, being healthy, and finding a way to put some solid results um, out there over the next 18 months and more importantly be healthy and racing and in a position that come the selection dates um, I'm actually running racing and performing roughly as well as I can have been recently and should be able to in the next 16 months um, as a little bit of a backdrop on that um, I tried to make the Olympics before in 2016 and um, I pretty much for 14 15 months really dedicated myself as much as I could and I, I really enjoyed that process I went to Australia and trained and must have been running 120 mile a week 110 mile a week and but I was just an idiot to be frank um, I'd never been in that sort of fitness before I'd never tried to make an Olympics before I was very naive and um, maybe an idiot's the wrong word maybe I was just naive and like arrogant and cocky and emotional and didn't really pay attention to logic because I probably didn't know the logic yet but the fitter I got the faster I would do sessions and of course the faster I would do sessions then the more strain that would put in my body and I just really didn't know how to handle the fitness and how to how to execute training more importantly and that every day doesn't have to be a really great day and um, anyway I, I got really close I got 10 days out from London Marathon when I probably thought I was fit enough to run maybe 213, 214 and um, I tore um, the lateral part of my quad and like that's my sob story I guess you could say so I took a lot of time off and um, hated, didn't really hate the sport but probably hated myself more than anything because I knew it was my own mistakes that led to the quad injury and I'm sure everybody's experienced that where they have a day where they know they should maybe rest or they know that they're a bit tight but whether it's peer pressure whether it's insecurity you go ahead and you train and you know yourself you shouldn't have done it and then you get hurt and kind of beat yourself up a little bit about it well I probably beat myself up for the best part of eight to ten months and didn't run at all played rugby um had a lot of junk food, was smoking, um, clubbing maybe Friday night, Saturday night, and probably just hit a real, not necessarily a low in my life, but just a big change, a drastic change that I wasn't sort of used to. Um, so then I actually took up the sport again in January 2017, and um, over the last nearly two years now, I've been um, just trying to correct a lot of the things that I perhaps did wrong um, in the first instance. Um, and some of those were really easy to correct. Others I'm still learning and um, I'm just doing what I can. And so probably in the last two years, 
Um, I've took myself, I've ran a couple more marathons. First of all, I lost about 30 pounds. I lost all the rugby weight and the muscle and that was a, that was a transition. Um, I've also, um, ran personal bests over all sorts of distances. And, and so like the, the point of this, um, sort of journey i i i delved into online coaching a little bit and i think what i learned from online coaching is that it's it's not necessarily affordable to help a range of people you could say so i think i when i started online coaching there was maybe two or three people that bought into it and that was really cool and the finance helped me and um i i hope some of the training helped those people but i sort of also learned that like it's not really about, it doesn't matter what my coach sets me in training. It's the knowledge that I've learned over many, many years of how to execute training, um, how to make the most out of each day, how to make every day count, blah, 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 like whatever you want to say. So, I mean, instead of going down a route of online coaching or what everybody else seems to do, um, I truly believe if I go down a path of, documenting what I do um I guess sharing knowledge that I've learned over probably could be something like 15 years of training now um whether it's good knowledge or whether it's bad um I'm an extremely talented individual um in terms of I have a really natural high levels of hemoglobin um I seem to be pretty durable in terms of like robustness and, and a lot of that comes from childhood and jumping in and out of trees and, and I think doing a mixture of sports when I was a kid, I think that all impacts durability. Um, but no matter how talented you are or no matter how naturally good your blood records are, your physiology stuff, your view to max, your running economy, it, take it all aside. The only way to be better is to probably work on your weaknesses quite a bit and one of my a lot of my weaknesses are things like discipline um acting emotionally um not sticking to a plan and uh, getting excited and training giving into peer pressure just a lot of weaknesses that other people have but the more you can kind of control these things that um like one one for example is like acting on emotions um we've kind of learned that I'm I'm a very emotional decision making athlete and so I might go out for a run and I might have planned to do eight miles and the reason I plan to do eight miles might be that I don't know maybe I did a big session the day before or maybe I did a 24 mile long run on the Sunday and so eight miles made a lot of sense um and maybe I get out there and I'm four miles into this run and I've just heard that Cam Levins runs 200 mile a week. And so I've decided that, hey, maybe I should do 10 miles this morning. And so I do 10 miles and I come back and, and that's fine. There's, I'm not injured. It doesn't create an injury. But essentially what just happened is that that emotional decision and the fact that I allowed that emotional decision to happen, perhaps nothing went wrong in this case. But I've just taught my body and my brain something that's wrong. You shouldn't allow emotions to dictate decisions. I should have stuck with eight miles. I should have came home. I should have spoke to my coach. Or if you coach yourself, you speak to yourself and you say, hey, you know what? My legs actually felt fine today. So maybe next time it's the day after a big session or the day after a long run. 
maybe I, I planned 10 miles that day. And the scenario now is that you've not allowed your emotions to dictate a decision. And so the next time you're in a big race and your your plan is to run at sub three R pace two fifty nine until halfway and then possibly pick it up a bit in the second half. You are more likely to stick to that plan if you haven't allowed your decisions to dedicate and um, sorry, your emotions to dedicate decisions in the build up to trying to break sub three hours. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, same goes on race day. If the plan is to go through halfway at 2.59 pace, so 90 minutes or just under, I think it's important that you do that. You finish the race. If you felt far too fresh in those last six miles, well, what a glorious problem to have rather than, oh my goodness, I felt so good. So I let my emotions decide that we could go through halfway in 85 minutes and then you fall apart and you run three hours exactly in 30 seconds and you don't achieve your goal of sub three hours. So these are the likes of the things that might pop up. This isn't planned. This isn't um, something that I've written anything down. It's just I... Um, I think it's a way I could help. I think it's a way I could help uh, a large amount of people rather than online coaching. I I don't have any intentions to um, make money or sell things or try to sell my brands or my sponsors or anything like this. And and even though my 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 sponsors help me a great deal, they know that and and. And I know that. And and I mean, if you see that in day to day, that's fine. But I'm not going to say, hey, go buy the new Under Armour Europas because they've kept me healthy for the last two years. But I will tell you that they have done that. And and so that's I'm not doing that intentionally. I'm just going to talk about that might be another talking point about training equipment and training gear and um like how that maybe helps me and how it might be able to help others. But I won't be doing that intentionally with affiliation links to try to sell something, not at all. Um, I just think I'm uh, a bit of a preacher. I think I like to talk. I think I like to communicate. I think I like to um, sell my ideas. They're only ideas and they're only opinions. But um, I'm also not perfect. And I've probably molded myself into a much more professional and person and professional athlete but I'm the kind of guy that has done everything that you could possibly imagine from like um fighting with a lot of people having glass bottles broken over my face and getting blacked out drunk in an ambulance picking me up on the side of the road at six o'clock in the morning running down a country road barefoot a couple of weeks before world juniors um coming off a jet ski at 60 mile an hour four days before a European Cup fi- or 1500 meters on the track. Um, so, I mean, I, I believe me when I say I'm not perfect, nor would I try to preach to be perfect, but I, I certainly have worked really, really hard and I'm really driven and I believe in myself so, so much. I think I can break two hours, 10 minutes for a marathon. I know how difficult that will be and I know how much hard work we'll have to go in to um, achieve that but I'm a student of the sport I research 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 I listen to other coaches I read I don't know how many articles on things like let's run running times running worlds and um, runners world sorry Um, I read about yeah don't run on grass the day before a race because it could make your legs feel flat and the difference between flat muscles and tight muscles perhaps doing strides the day before a race etc etc I have a, a wealth of knowledge which helps me on a daily basis to no end and 
I would really like to share that and I'm passionate about sharing that with if I could reach out to 100 people over the next um, six months or 18 months to say Tokyo 2020 and they really buy into what I'm saying and it helps them in maybe running, maybe it helps them in um, work. I don't I don't care. Um, but I really think that I could reach 500,000 people. Um, because I, I, I think in, in sport and in other areas, it's a lack of knowledge. Um, and, and a lot of people just are unwilling to perhaps learn or, or unable. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm not necessarily lucky, but maybe I've been pointed in the right direction a lot of times. Um, I've done runs with Olympic medalists. I've spent time with coaches that maybe had 20 athletes go to the Olympic Games. And um so maybe I've been fortunate to come across the right people, but believe me, it's hard work that put me in that fortunate position. Um, and, and one thing that I kind of think about quite a lot is like, I used to always quote that I'm lucky that um, when things started to get tough, I was able to just feel or abandon um, my home and go to London and train with better guys or go to America and train with better guys. But I also think it takes a certain amount of drive to do that. Um, I don't know how many times I've looked at my bank account and it's been under a hundred pounds. Um, I don't know how many times I've had to ask my parents to borrow money for to pay off credit cards or I'm still paying off credit cards with my parents. Um, but it's kind of not about that. Like I, I do what I do because I love doing it. I tried other things. I made money. I worked as a web developer for a while and um, it's easy to make money. It's really cool. Um, but it's not me. Um, I'm probably the one millionth best web developer in the UK um, or the world, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I'm probably in the top five marathon runners in the UK right now, maybe top 10. I'm I'm in the top three in Ireland, top two, whatever. Like, um, And so this is something that I know I'm born to do, we could say. Um, and I will chase this passion until no ends. Some days are good days. Some days are bad days. Some days I absolutely love running. Some days I absolutely, no, I never hate running. Um, I just find it hard work some days, especially at altitude. Um, but no, I, I definitely think I have this wealth of knowledge that can help people um, like be better. Um, and so I'm going to write a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of a blog post about that. I think I'm much better talking rather than um, than writing. Um, I, I find it hard to maybe express myself when I write, but I think when I talk, that's definitely the way I get through to people um, the best way. So um, maybe a challenge, um, not a challenge, maybe like over the next week, um, I, I, I challenge people or I, I get you to set goals. I think one of the things that makes me um as good as I am is my consistency and I and I spoke about durability but I also think that's a knowledge of how much I can handle and how much I can't handle and I also plan out every week around my commitments that week and perhaps how I can fit training around whatever my schedule is which I'm fortunate that it's not that much but um maybe do yourself a favor and maybe think about the next week of your life and perhaps think about how running or other commitments could fit around your, whether it's a busy schedule or not a busy schedule around this time of year, especially Christmas and new years. Um, I think it's, if you can map out how your week's going to look before running exists and then perhaps pencil in what would be the right days to do the right training and, um, 
back to the online coaching thing, I, I, one of the things I would likely achieve over the next 18 months is to help people coach themselves a bit more. And I'm not trying to preach not having a coach. I have a coach, um, but I work with my coach and that probably makes his job easier sometimes, harder sometimes. But no coach will ever know your body like you know it. No coach will ever care maybe I'm going to say no coach will ever care about you and you're running as much as you do. And I truly believe that we're, we must be the most passionate people about what we do because it's us. Um, so maybe that would be one of the main goals over the next 18 months is to help people um, more knowledgeable about running, more knowledge about the sport, more knowledge about how to be better at the sport. Um, but also just more knowledgeable about, coaching yourself maybe planning yourself your reschedule and and just make it a bit more fun because i think the more you're involved the more fun it can become um, so yeah so i hope you join me um on this journey i i hope i can help in any way if you want to email anything um my email address is lionskull at outlook.com you can ask me anything you want i'll do my best to get back to you if you want help on planning your next week around your busy schedule and tips and advice how to make it work i've probably worked around every obstacle there is from 26 hours traveling to australia to like work i've also worked in my life and um, so if you want to ask any tips or anything like that then shoot and um, and and yeah just like thanks very much for i've already had some support on instagram and some love for um i guess voicing that i'm gonna good i'm gonna sh share this journey and um yeah look one of my biggest biggest quotes of the year is get on with it and um yeah that that's what i'm gonna do too i'm gonna listen to my own advice so cheers everybody <laughs>